0: Listener production. Yes, hello and welcome to the Jock and Journo podcast. Oh, we are excited for this one because we have a special guest. My name is Jay Clark. I'm joined by the six-time All-Australian, five-time best and fairest when he hates me saying that. It's Scotty Pennebry. how are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you going? Very excited for today. Not only is this man one of our Collingwood favourites, I feel like, and don't you reckon, Scott, that Brayden Maynard is one of every football fan's favourites. Don't you think they just warm to his... The The competitiveness and the sort of wrecking ball style that he plays. Hello. Good morning to you, Braden. How are you? Morning, gents. Thanks for having me on. It's great to be here. How (coughs) excited are you about being on a podcast? Because I remember, I know you're the captain of of the footy (laughs) club now and and you've climbed the mountain. But sort of going back early days you know, when it came to speaking in front of a group yep. or being a bit of a presence in the footy club. How did you go back then with this sort of stuff? No,
1: shocking. I, was, um, I wasn't i was great at all. But I knew, I did know that at some stage I was i was going to get better with public speaking mm-hmm. and speaking on uh, podcasts or whatever it may look like. I, um, I did know that I was going to get a lot better at it. I did practice a bit at the Pies and um, sort of when I was away from the club, I did practice a lot and I did get told that the only way you're gonna get better is if you just keep doing it and I didn't want to do that, but I sort of just came to the conclusion that I have to do it. So um, every now and then I'd do some extra media stuff just to just to learn and to get better at it He gave yeah, one of speaking, the all time great best and fairest speeches. Which was a reality check and from that point on I thought, no, nah, that's it.
2: I no, can't be, I can't you be tell no, me. No, Crown it was Palladium was on their feet. No, what happens a thousand 20, people? What year was this? You come twenty I reckon it was a year before sort of COVID kicked in. Yeah, 2018 yeah. or 19. Well, we just had a few beers, a bit of Dutch courage and got <laughs> up and just delivered. And it yeah. was very authentic,
0: bros. Yeah, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't too bad. But
1: yeah, everyone loved it. No, I well, thought it was embarrassing. I was bloody sweating and it wasn't good. It wasn't well, good
0: at all. There's been some massive moments of your career when I get to him. Mean, you nearly decapitated Dylan Clark this season after he went off to Nick cost You got Ed Langdon last year after the... Um, all duck, no dinner, and you went to bat for your good mate Judy to go in. I want to speak to you about that a little bit later on as well, but what did it feel like to be captain of your footy club at the weekend, mate? Because you've always sort of said you're a bit reserved at times, but but when Flyer said, um, and I know you're in the leadership group, mate, you're captain this week, how, how did you feel about that? It's pretty surreal. I um, Obviously a huge honour to, to Captain
1: Collingwood. I, um, I'll i be honest, I never thought it would, it would happen, um, but to be able to captain the boys and lead the boys out for, it'll probably be only one game. I, um, I think maybe Howie or Tay will be this week and the following week or whatever it looks like, but true honour, um, very surreal. It was um, sort of leading up to the game, I was thinking about it, thinking about what I should say before the game and whatnot, but I uh, can't believe how quick it actually went. Um, yeah, a little, little bit nerve-wracking, but um, yeah, I guess it's another step in the right direction. Did you find yeah. it different?
2: Like, you know, it's like you just go out and play every week yeah so i found like i found when i first got it you say, oh just do yourself and then all of a sudden you're like oh i don't know it's, it's almost like there's an added thing because it's like it's not so much about you anymore not that it ever really is but then when you become captain even if it's for one game yeah did you find that it's different even though you try not to make it to yeah me?
1: it was different you try not to overthink it but i'm an overthinker mm. so i was thinking about it that day quite a lot but um that's stressing yeah, it was a great experience. I like doing the coin toss. I absolutely love the coin toss. That was great fun. <laughs> Even though you didn't boys. get to do
2: anything because I get to pick. Yeah, oh, right. exactly
1: right. But I still want it, so I'll claim it. Um, but, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of weeks because I did really enjoy it and it's um, something I'll never take for granted, that's
0: for sure. You're certainly um, a competitor and a combative beast um, on the field. I remember uh, the night you got drafted, I spoke to the – list manager Derek Hunt at the time, spoke about Geordie. He said, well, powerful, explosive, can do special things, can win the ball. I said, what about the young man Maydard? And he said, and I remember this, he goes, he's got a big bit of Luke Hodge about him. He said, he's tough. He said, he goes hard, he'll die for you out there. They were his words. And I reckon he nailed it, Decker. Not far wrong.
1: Well, yeah, there's some pretty pretty big words from Deck. Um, I've i had a few conversations with him over the years and we have a really good connection. And um, I did speak to Collingwood Probably more than any other club in my draft year, so mm. I did have a did have somewhat of an idea that I'd end up at Collingwood if if that happened. And I, um, yeah, pick thirty came around and they called my name out, and I uh, I thought I was going to go earlier, but I think maybe a few clubs were a bit um, <laughs> <One> <laughs> a bit more. iffy about Why? me Why? with my um, <laughs> yeah with my social side. But hey, I, I, I um, remember before the draft, I always like to ask Decker, <laughs> "Who are you going to take
2: with the first pick?" I don't really. Just give me two options, because he mm. always used to say, mm. couldn't believe this bloke here was here at pick 30. Like, mm. he always would say it.
1: Mm. Yeah. So
2: I said, well, I think we had pick five, didn't we? It was our first pick, yeah, yeah, pick five. Pick five, and then
1: Darcy, and then myself, yeah, and then the we, I think we took, we actually ended up taking about nine or ten players that, year. that yeah. draft year. But and I remember saying I mean, to decker Darcy. though,
2: pick five, who are you going to take? Mm. And he goes, oh, it's outed to Goey or Maynard at really? pick five for us. And he's like, yeah. and as he always does, he's like, I think the goalie will, will take him and then Maynard's probably a better chance to maybe be there, but doubt it. Pick five. Yeah, so it was mm. a flip of the coin for the bras and he was a bit flat that he went 30. <laughs> That's right, it doesn't matter. It's just just got to get him right. in, don't you?
0: Yeah, just got to get
2: yeah.
0: in. Um right, don't bother me. One of my favourite moments of the season last year was when Ed Langdon, the Melbourne <laughs> wingman, said um, that Collingwood was one-trick ponies. All duck, duck or dinner. No, all duck, does it? Yeah. All duck, no dinner, he said. Now, I... I got told that you put you were the first one to put the clip in the Collingwood WhatsApp group. Was that right? <laughs> you said, "Well, Bo- boys, have a look at this." No, no, right? yeah,
1: no, nah, nah, that's incorrect. No. I, um, it was funny because leading up to the game, I obviously yeah. heard it and we all heard it, and then we spoke about it before the game. And uh, funnily enough, I was I was the first boy to get my hands on him. Um, yep. Yeah, it's it's quite funny. You just see come from the come from come from the centre bounce yeah and it
2: went wide. You know, just it's almost like that the poetic justice of the story. It's like yep. the big story. Yep. Mm. Who's the one guy from Collingwood you probably don't want to get your – The one person. The ball bounces like sideways back to Langer's where Bruz is and then it was yeah. just well, – I loved it because it just deep added deep. the theatre to the game. Didn't. Yeah, yeah Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And you see Dip come from bloody 10 deep and just lay his elbows straight into his face. <laughs> no, about, that was me. He had about me. four no. elbows in his head. <laughs> it felt bad for him but it's all part of the game. What yeah. did you say to him in that moment? No, I heard you. No, I actually didn't say anything. I was just rubbing my head up against his head. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, a bit of, a bit of tension in the first couple of minutes, but um, it was a big game. It was yep. a very big game, but yep. um, yeah, it's all part of it. The it's theater, of,
2: the theater of those moments adds so much. Like, really, it didn't matter. Like that happened in the first twenty seconds yeah. of the game. Then you just yep. go. I think they kicked it the first better. goal. Yep, doesn't really matter. But the theater, yep. like the crowd loved it. The commentators yeah. went chopo. Like <laughs> it was amazing. How much, like it's cool to have that. And I think it happened this year with Port Adelaide. Oh, it was Bros again who said, "Like you got to bring your sort of a game." Because oh, yes. we're on top of that, whatever, and then like yeah. the game though going over there, there was so much more theatre, and yep. it's like yep. this is a big game, and it yep. just adds. But yep. it's like, yep. yeah, I don't know. You just sort of like, I loved it. I think Fly said it as well. Loves that yep. theatre, and it builds it up and helps promote the game. because once you start, you know, it's just footy again. Yeah. But it adds just that little bit extra, which I love, and I don't reckon we do enough because everyone's so worried about getting, like, cut down or you shouldn't say stuff like yeah. that or you shouldn't do this. But yeah. you guys have a field day when that sort of stuff comes out for right or wrong reasons, but it's awesome.
0: Or it just adds more theatre and interest in the game. Mm. Did you feel any different coming step in that Port Adelaide game having said they have to bring our A game?
1: Um, I felt like what I said wasn't even that bad, really. But no, then, it wasn't. It was fine. Yeah, yeah, it was so fine. But then I think, yeah, Ken might have taken it a little bit too far during the week with what he said, but... Yeah, um, I, I, like, all so My mum and dad were at the
2: game And like I've played a lot of footy mm. I was having breakfast with mum and dad And as I was leaving, dad goes Make sure you look after yourself tonight
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like what, is it going to be a big fight or a rumble?
2: But like, because everyone gets caught up in the emotion and the build yes. and, You know, he's like leaving Scott,
0: look yeah. after yourself
2: Yeah, <laughs> Same no, as every other game Thanks dad <laughs>
0: So you've got, inside, the, um, inside your Collingwood jumper You've all got something written and I don't even yep. think we've spoken. What have you got in yours, Scott? Can't tell you. It's that secret, is it? Mine is, but everyone's
2: seen his. Mm. Why is his so secret? Well, because no one's seen it. You only know the yeah. ones you've seen. He's got his jumper ripped off his about 10 I times think... this year, so yes. he's going to see it. Yes, and <laughs> there, was Nick... a
0: bit of, there was a bit of Devin Robinson about you when your <laughs> jumper came up too. wasn't quick to get boys. it replaced. Yeah, a few boys have had their jumpers ripped off this year, and it's... I think it's
1: yeah, been shown in the media. So tell us about that. In. Yours is what? No, well, his is competitive beast. Yeah, mine's isn't it? competitive beast. Um, Tell us surprise, about that surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, surprise, surprise. It's pretty much what I base my game on: just competing to the best of my ability mm-hmm. for the full four quarters until the final siren. Um, I'll do whatever I can um, to win every contest, to halve the contest. But it's just something that I feel like I've always had since since a junior. I um I've always been competitive. Love the aggressive and um, contact side of. Of uh, football, and um, I feel like I've used it as an advantage, that's for sure. And I just, mm. yeah, love going out there and laying big tackles and um, doing all sorts of stuff. So, um, yeah, I feel like it's a great trait
0: to have. Alex Neil Bullen tackle, just about the best <laughs> one you've laid. I've seen the I footage think it footage is, of you. I think it is number one. Maynard! What about the steamroller?
1: Neil Bullen didn't know what hit him. Extraordinary stuff. And
2: on cue, as Chew said, their front-half pressure. And look at that on Harvey Norman. He mounted him,
1: Chief. I'll tell you what, the Walters one, when we played Freo a few weeks ago, is probably up there. Jackson should mark. Oh, got his mitts to it. Couldn't hang on. Oh, Absolutely.
0: Oh, oh, was Walters. Oh, yeah. He got set on his ass, bounced up. Left foot snap misses. Oh, oh, Just a
1: behind. Is he still alive? The brothers come in. Harvey Norman oh, hey. Did not see him. Foot in the hoop. Combination
2: of tackle and bump, wasn't it? Yeah. It was good. Everything the bros lives
1: for. Still trying to the dig in. The new up, one was, <laughs> was almost like a jiu-jitsu move. <laughs> yeah, so I, bear I think I caught him because he sort of jumped and I caught him when I was mid-air. So, yes. Um, Extra velocity. Yeah, I was actually quite scared after the game. I got a, I got a um, few messages and from randoms, but I uh, got a call from Sean the next day saying they're going to review it. So I thought, yeah. Am I gonna get a couple of weeks here? But it was actually all good. It was a yep. pretty clean tackle, I thought. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. So take us back, Bruzzy, the start of your journey at Collingwood. You came in and the great man here, I mean, rumour has it or legend has it, that Scotty had to call you in, or you had a meeting with him, you had a meeting with the leadership group. What happened, Scott, back in the day, back in Bruzzy's first season? No, he obviously yeah. had a lot of
2: talent. I think it's like when you when you start, and like you can talk to this Bruz as well, it's like, how did you find the start of your career, like adjusting from Year twelve TAC Cup to year one, year two AFL, like because it, like footy in year twelve and that you can still you know go out on the weekends. You can still do all this because no one knows who you are. But then when you get drafted, especially to like a big club, people start to know who you are. You played some games earlier. You played a lot of games in your second year as well. Mm-hmm. So people start to realise who you are, and then you realise as well the game's fairly demanding.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
2: so you can't get away with a lot of this stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, even if you want to talk to that, like your development from. Year, like year 12, first year, second year, when sort of... Yeah, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. That, and then we had to have a bit of a chat just to see where you were at.
1: Well, yeah, I definitely didn't have my priorities right. I have spoken about it a bit, but um, it is a big jump from from year 12 to going to the AFL system. Mm. Um, it is very demanding, and I just... My work-to-life balance wasn't great at all. Mm. Like, I didn't understand what, to, what was expected of being an AFL player. I mean, I thought you just... So we'd get through the week and then play on the weekends, which um obviously you you can't be doing that like I'd, i never really did extras. I sort of just went on talent, but um as a couple of years went by, I didn't really change much, and I had to have a conversation with Dip and a few of the boys, and um yeah, from that conversation, I put plans in place, and there was one year where I was really strict with what I did, and we put like curfews in and other sort of rules that I had to go by and I did follow them and I felt like I had a pretty good year, but it has to go for longer than just a year. And I mm. feel like I've just been able to learn mm. a lot from that sort of one year and those conversations. So, mm. um, yep, I do thank you for that. And the other boys that were in the leadership group, I think it was about 15 blokes in the leadership <laughs> group back then. But, um, what is it like being eyeballed in that moment? Yeah, from I seriously think in the leadership group back then, there was 10, there was would have been 10. Yeah, there was about right, nine of us. Right. So when I got pulled into the leadership group, there was sort of 10 big boys just staring at me I was in my first or second year whenever it was and yeah um yeah it was intimidating it's all yeah, yeah very intimidating but I guess that's it's that's what so, happens yeah like, it's not so much reading like in the first second year like
2: reading the riot act and like this is it's more trying to help them because I said like your first year you've got no idea you're just doing the training program that's in front yeah. of you mm. and you don't know what you don't know but then all of a sudden when you put a plan in place and you're like Right, on the weekends, like if I go out, I'm going to be home by, you know, midnight, 1 a.m. During the week, I'm going to try and eat like this. I'm going to do two extra things. And then that starts to snowball. Mm. And you feel good. You start playing better footy. Then you feel really good. You start playing better footy. Then you make it at the grade and you feel like you're a consistent performer. But then the challenge with AFL is that's just one year. Mm. And now you got to do it again. Yeah. you got to keep doing it. Rolls over. And then all of a sudden... All the things that are distractions, you realize you can't do them anymore. But if no one grabs you and helps you learn that, mm. if you don't have senior players around, you're never going to know. You'll just go, well, this is what everyone's doing, so I'm just going to do it as well. Mm. So, yeah, I feel like a lot of guys could fall through the cracks and I feel like as a senior player, it's your responsibility. And that's Brothers' responsibility now, like as a senior player in the leadership group to help younger guys if he sees that. Like, and he's better to speak to it. It means more coming from him than me because he can grab these guys. Hey, I went through some of this stuff. And it's, it's not really your fault, but let's let's work on these two or three
0: things here and then we'll go from there. Yeah. Well, I spent my first year out of high school up at the snow um, for a year and it's fair to say there weren't a lot of extra gym sessions or um, <laughs> <the> concentration <laughs> on my meal plan. So uh, the gap year coming out of school, you know, I, I love that time out, that time to relax. That's the hard thing with a lot of guys now. We don't get – there's no
2: gap year for these guys. So I remember for me it was year 12 – well, yeah, year 12, I'd finish Straight year 12 in. for like two weeks. Yep. And then I was I moved to Melbourne, drafted on a Friday, moved to Melbourne on a Sunday. Yep. 2K time trial on a Monday. Yeah. Like, Nathan Buckley's my new teammate. So, geez, I'm 17. Yeah. Two weeks ago, I was living in Sale. Yeah. So it happens really quickly. You don't get a gap year. And that's the other thing that's really hard is, especially for guys, I reckon, who stay near where they, like, you know, you grow up in the mean streets of Brighton. <laughs> like, it's, it's tough because... Like, you still have all your friends right near you. Yeah. And they're all 18, 19, 20. They're going out. They're doing what you want. And of course, they're going to go, hey, bros, we're going to go out this weekend, a few beers. Like, we're 18, city, like, the lure, let's go. Whereas the guys are like, I have to move away. So it's like, All my mates are in sale going out. I'm three hours away. So I'm like, well, I don't really know anyone in Melbourne, so I'm just going to sort of stay home for the weekend. So, yeah, it's it's definitely a big challenge because you've got to go from being
0: 17 or 18 to 26 straight away. I think I texted you one day, it was like January 10 or January 15 on a Saturday, and you said that you had a 6 a.m. or 8 a.m. gym session Sunday morning Yeah, the next morning. I'm not sure, maybe you, maybe Geordie. One of you, I think, was going with you, but in the middle of January, six or eight a.m. on a Sunday morning. Well, the, this worst, the
2: worst time of being an AFL player is Christmas break. Yeah. Everyone is on like full relaxation mode and we are literally in the middle of the probably hardest yeah. block. Everyone's yep. like, you got Christmas break. That's when you've got to do all the work over yep. that period of time. That's a solid yep. period.
1: But the same stage, like you're, you're drinking a lot because you're with your family, you're eating a lot and mm. you sort of got to work out a lot. So you, yeah, you definitely have to find the balance. But yeah, it's a bit of a challenging couple of weeks.
0: I, saw, I was once running in Perth on Christmas morning. I couldn't sleep, so I got up early and ran and I saw the three Selwoods coming at me um over there in Perth up near Trigg so the discipline um is quite an achievement, but did you feel like that penny dropped and that you changed after this sort of feedback because since then you've been incredibly consistent yeah for the for the bulk of your career absolutely
1: yeah well, I feel like i I definitely know now um and I'm still learning, but I definitely know now what's what's needed to sort of play week in week out yep. um because you definitely can't go and play and then go out and sort of do what I used to do and just be an idiot or whatever it looked like but I um yeah I know now that what's needed sort of during the week training extras yeah um, to get your body right uh, to play week in week out you can't you can't be doing you can't be doing that stuff so I um yeah very thankful um very honoured to sort of have these people around me to, to have chats with me. But um, now I'm old enough to now uh, realise that, yeah, that I, I can't mm. go and do that stuff that I was doing. So I uh, my priorities in life right now and at the moment are, um, yeah, just feeling good, healthy weekends. Um, yes, I do like to see my mates every now and then uh, for a beer or two and catch up. But, um, yes, yeah, sort of staying in, watching a movie, going to the movies, wake like, up uh, uh, early on a Sunday morning, going right to the beach, out. just, yeah, just relaxing. Shame, is, <laughs> I, feel, I feel so much better and um, mentally I feel a lot better as well. So, um, yeah,
0: I feel like it's definitely helped. You mentioned your mates. You do seem like an incredibly loyal person, brother. You strike me as a very loyal person. Yep. And in the midst of the Geordie Gowie, um barley blow-up, Middle of last year It was mm. June 2022 He was having some time off The whole world Was caving in on him You remember that period It yeah. was bananas Wasn't yeah. it? You guys put up with A lot of attention At the football club But there was A whole lot more cameras It was dominating mm. Everything And um, at that point It really did seem like It was unclear Whether Geordie was going to stay At the football club His, yeah. You know his, his future really was up in the air I spoke to you after a game I can't remember It was St Kilda or Or something like that And I and I knew you were tight With Geordie obviously and I said, Brayden, what about your mate, Geordie? How's, how's he going? What are you, what are you thinking? And you, your exact words were, I really miss him. I just want him back here. I want to give him a hug. And the coach, Fly McRae, said sort of something similar. He said, he's got a great heart, Geordie. He said, You're, these are his words. He said, he's a really loving, caring person. Because we saw the video on the Barley stuff and, you know, probably wrongly seems like he's a bit of a party boy or yeah, yeah. Or, or whatever. And then you paint this picture of him. You said, I just want to get him back. This is where he belongs, right? He's part of our family here and he can do it, right, with a bit of help. I thought it was it was really strong in the moment because you went into bat for, for your mate and then since then it's he's, he's been a complete success story. But can you take us back to then because at a time when things were only really uncertain, didn't know whether he was going to stay at the football club, you really went into bat for him. Why was that?
1: Uh, I did. I do remember that. I um, yeah, It's a bit of a hard one because – I got drafted with Jordan. We definitely have a bit of a unique sort of relationship and connection. And um, yes, he is one of my best mates at the club. Um, he has made a few mistakes, but no matter the mistakes he makes, I, I'm always there for him. And um, yeah, those comments were exactly how I was feeling. Mm. He, um, I felt like having time away from the club uh, was a good thing, but also I felt like that he probably could have been around the boys because we would have really welcomed him. Uh, back and uh, got around him and then it would have taken his mind off a few things but um, each to their own I I do feel like yeah the relationship we have um is pretty special like um yeah he is he is a really loving and caring guy like he has got a big heart yes he likes to muck around and have some fun around the club but um yeah if push comes to shove like he's a really good dude and Mm -hmm. a really really um caring person so that's all that matters really in my eyes and he um, he's obviously really loyal as well and trusts the club with, with everything. So, um, yes, he's made a few mistakes, but far out doesn't everyone. All yeah, right. exactly. Well, I've always said, like, to – and my missus said
2: it best. She's like, if I was ever out in Melbourne – Alex would be listening. Yeah, without – yeah, get out Without me, and I was like, if she ever got into trouble, what sort of teammates would I want there with her? Mm. And it's like Geordie and brothers. Mm-hmm. Like they would. She would be safe as houses if anything ever happened. And then also with kids, if I ever bring my kids in, mm. it's like Geordie and bros are always the best two by a mile. Yeah. Or happily let them look after them for a few hours, not the whole day, but for a few (laughs) hours. But yeah, like stuff like that, it's like stuff that you don't see with these guys that, yeah, big hearts, extremely loyal. You know, brother's got mad white line fever, but off the field, big cuddly (laughs) teddy bear off the field, so. That's it. um, That's it. But yeah, so that's why, and that's why I think guys love
0: them and are drawn to them because of their personalities and They bring the group together. You are a hugger. You, you are the most am, huggable AFL person. You dish out hugs. Like sometimes you knock a bloke over and then you pick him up. Yeah. You pick your opponent up. I'll never forget. I actually did it war- once. They walked and war- they, they fell over
1: the white line, so he picks <laughs> yeah. them back up. Yeah. Well, that's it. No, I actually remember picking up a few blokes after a big tackle, whatever it may look like, and Dip would actually – I remember one game he told me not to do it. I don't think Dip liked it. So He's a hard ass like that, isn't he? I um yeah, Dip's different in that way. But <laughs> I sort of like it. But I um yeah, if someone's on the ground, whether it's my teammates or opposition, like I'm gonna mm. go over and help them up. But um yeah, I, yeah, it was quite funny when Dip told me not to <laughs> do it. Um, that was a while ago. I don't think you remember it, but it was pretty that funny. That was back
2: back in the days when, um, and we were talking about this yesterday at the club. Sort of when he was cutting his teeth as a player. Mm. When was your first year, like? I'm shocking, and you think I'm taking the PI double SE, but I'm shocking with when people started and how old they are like, really bad. 15? <laughs> <Film. laughs> so he's, I don't 20, know, 2015, yeah. yeah 2015 so like was my first year. 17, 18, I reckon. That's when you were starting to be like, I belong here. And you were yeah. in some of those one on one battles. Who were your favourite one on one? Because that used to be a bit back in the day when yes. the magnet board got circled. Mm. Maynard, like Maynard Toby Green, circle a matchup. Yeah, this is a big yeah. matchup, bros. If you get this done, we win like. Who were some of your favourites or who made you the most nervous?
1: Um, Liam Ryan was always one that um, was pretty tough. He's, he's a really good player, but I'll never forget um, through 20, uh, 2018, 2019, some of the matchups I had on Toby Green. Yeah, crazy player, really good, really hard to play on. But yeah, that was sort of back in the day when you did have a preferred matchup and there was a lot of tension built up. Um, before the game after the game there was a lot of media around it but um yeah i i thrived in those situations and i still do but we don't really do that anymore but yeah it was, it was pretty crazy like only in my sort of third fourth year and having these big matchups but that's what i loved
0: loved doing i think is i remember that that was 2000 and Eighteen, and in the finals, GWS had beaten up. Yeah, had beaten up the Bulldogs the week before, yep. and then I reckon we spoke that week because you played GWS, and mm. I said, "Well, what happens if they bring that stuff?" <laughs> and you, and you, yeah, you said, "Bring it on! Yeah. We'll be ready, Toby." Was it? Was it? Was that at the second final? Yes. So we
2: lost the West Coast. They yeah. beat the Bulldogs, and then we played them at the G. Yep. Then uh, we won that. Crossed over and played yeah. Richmond. Yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah, I remember the build up to that game. It was on. Yeah, it was but yeah. it was
1: again, it was a massive like one on one. even in the media, it was Maynard yeah. versus Green. Yeah. yeah. I remember coming out that week. I think we had all the media come in and talk yeah. to us. So I um I actually came out and said, Yeah, I'll be on Toby, blah blah blah. And then I remember Bucks having a chat with me and he wasn't too happy that I'd said that. So um Were you always gonna play on him? Yeah, I think I think I was. Um, Calm down, but Bucks. Was it bring, yeah, I probably should have sure on or? I feel like that's yeah, what you I said bring it, it yes. on or something. I think I wrote I feel the story. Like I'm getting yeah. all the memories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember saying something but um I feel like I just need to shut my mouth Shut my mouth. No, no my mouth. that's nah, what i was saying like that's the theater. Yeah. I know. How much more
2: exciting was it? Doesn't it wasn't yeah. like a change your attitude. Yeah. But it's I, like fascinating
1: though. definitely got to have a filter on what you say, but I guess it does. Definitely add some
0: Toby knew you were coming to him brother. I can guarantee you that. What about you told talked about your leadership and looking at, so looking after your kids. It looked after Nick Daycost because whenever they the opposition tries to tag him, yeah. in particular the Swans, Ryan Clark went after him. Remember, Clark kicked that goal and then went straight up to Nick and tried to rub it in his face. turn of
1: them did, yeah. Yes, yeah.
0: And then you went through the pack of Swans players like a bowling ball and went straight after Clark and I, and I think Haywood. Well, what what was that moment like? Because you clearly well, it cost me a
1: couple of k, so <laughs> did it the same, <laughs> yeah. pass the hat around on my Yeah, yeah. Lines. no, I think we actually did pass around. and everyone chipped in which I'm very thankful for but um, yeah I spoke to Triple M not too long ago and I just spoke about how I've got a very protective nature and um, any one of my teammates I'm going to protect no matter the situation so um, every bloody week it's with Nick and someone targeting so whoever targets him gets targeted by us so um, yeah that was just one of the games where he probably got targeted a little bit more and Clark had kicked that first goal and then there was about 10 blokes just getting a nick and then Tom Papley just went up behind him and smashed him with an elbow and then it was pretty much on. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, lo- I, love, I love protecting my teammates and I love sort of being by their side and I feel like everyone's got that sort of connection and um, willingness to help each other out and protect each other. So um, it's great to be a part of. Is that why Nick hangs around? <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, it's, it's funny. His mum and dad there. actually thank
0: me after the game for looking after him. They thank me every week. So um, oh, it's quite funny. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's very cute. Hey, um, off the field, mate, what's happening? You, I know um, you do some work with a special school, the Port yep. Phillip Special School. And um, I think now that's yep. um, isn't it? I yeah, spoke. it's
1: ability Yeah, it's just like a mentoring um, It's pretty much mentoring for kids, adults of all ages uh, with disabilities. Um, So pretty much you take maybe one day or two days a week and go spend time with them for a a four-hour block, Uh, take some weight off the parents' shoulders and just sort of go shopping, bowling, uh, whatever it may look like, but you just sort of take them out of the house for a bit. and um, Yeah, it's quite fun. I do get a lot out of it, but um, sort of lately I've... I haven't really been doing it as much. I, um, I'm really interested in recruiting, so I've had um, a few talks with the with uh, with Decker, and um, yeah, I'm looking into that because I feel like recruiting is something that I really want to do, and I really love watching football. And I do go watch um, Brighton Grammar a few times every now and then on a Saturday, and um, I generally have a love for watching football. So, and especially young talent. So it'll be interesting to see. How uh, how that goes, but um, yeah, I'm looking into that at the moment, which um, is is pretty exciting. Ten years ago, if you had have just said that, I would have just like literally fallen <laughs> off my chair. I love watching
2: footy. I'm
0: interested in <laughs> no, recruiting. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Breaking down the game, plans. Yeah, well, actually, well some people
1: don't actually realise, but I do love like watching football. Like I do watch a bit of football on the weekends, but of um there's some games that I can't watch because I actually get too invested in it like the Carlton Melbourne game Worked a few out. weeks ago when Carlton won by a point like I, I after the game I was actually like shaking because I was so in, like invested in the game wow and I think there's a lot to play out in the last sort of bit of the year so um yeah close sort of close games I can't watch or good teams I can't watch cuz yeah, to yeah so he wants to up. Punch the TV. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I do. I do enjoy.
0: Couch. I do enjoy watching football. Well, can I tell you what a principal at the Port Phillip Specialist School, Juliet Cooper, said um, about you? And there's this great photo of one of the students face painting your face, mm. and Geordie's sitting next to you, and he's losing it like yeah. he's. he's He's pissing himself, but you're there and the kid's having a great time painting your face. Principal said he's fantastic with the kids and they're so excited um, to see him. He does all these clinics, he does handballing skills, they catch, they mark, and they just love being able to touch um, the footy. He said, but you can only build that relationship when you can be patient and stay calm, you know, because there are challenging situations. He said he's been able to build that relationship with the kids. You know, despite how tricky it can be, you know, complex needs, complex behaviors. And this is the bit that I love. Principal Cooper said his ability to remain calm and not be thrown by a difficult situation has been great, been very patient, understanding, wonderful, and helpful. Well, Keep, keeps, yeah. keeps very calm and his yeah. patience. Yeah, on, on the field. On the field, I'm just completely <laughs> off my head. Yeah, but, I'm not too,
1: I'm not too it, sure what that happens.
0: But you say how much you got out of it, like it must yeah. be incredibly rewarding for you.
1: Yeah, very rewarding. I did get a lot out of that. Some of the relationships I built with the students here and the teachers, mm. um, yeah, very grateful for those. Um, yeah, it was pretty, it was, I really enjoyed my time there and I'd go in there a bit, day, day a week or twice a week, just depending on the schedule. And yep. I got a lot out of it and the kids did too and just seeing the smile on their faces was was something that I'll cherish forever like some of the relationships uh, relationships I've built with the students that have now moved on from Portville Specialist School um, it's quite funny I actually have a few of them that still uh, hit me up on Instagram we chat every now and then we go back and forth with a few messages and yeah it's quite cute to be honest I, um, I really enjoy sort of keeping in contact with those with those students it's um yeah, it's pretty funny. They're, they're diehard Collingwood supporters now, so they wish <laughs> me luck every week. And, um, yeah, no, I, I'm very thankful to have those relationships. I should get back there soon. All
0: right, boys, very good. Lots more to discuss. What's going on with the backlining? Are you going to stop opposition from scoring? We're going to speak about that and a few other things in one second. Yes, welcome back. We're joined by the Pies superstars, both of them, Scotty Pendlebury and the hard man, Braden Maynard. We're talking football, Collingwood, everything life. We have to talk a little bit about the actual uh, football because, um, I don't know, have the wheels fallen off the Pies? And in particular, what's going on down in that back line? Because you were the best defence in the competition for a big part of this season. And, Scotty, teams are getting through you. Yeah, they are. So what is um, what is happening back there? Yeah, we're just, we're a little bit out of whack on the weekend. Yeah, sort of the last
2: month. We haven't defended as well, um, definitely as we would have liked. But um, yeah, there's some certain areas that we feel like we can control and get back to doing. And, you know, we've gone back to school, um, as Fly says, this week on our defensive system. We've shined a light on so many things throughout the year that we're doing well and that we need to work on. And yeah, our group's extremely coachable. And whenever we've shined a light on something, we seem to be able to address it pretty quickly. So... Yeah, we've spent a bit of bit of time in the lab this week working on our defensive system and how to do it better. And yeah, I feel like it's something that we all know we need to address because finals football, we've got to be able to defend and then score off the back of that. And yeah, our turnover game's not where we need it to be, so yeah, we'll address that and get to work and then
0: um, put it in action on Friday night with um with the bombers. From your perspective, Buzzy, because I mean, the balls end up coming down on your head. Yep. so uh, what are they putting on enough heat up there? what's is the structure falling down? What's been the issue from your perspective? We'll come back to the team. It comes
1: back to team and our team defense yeah hasn't been hasn't been great, but um we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We're a really good bunch. Um, we we defend really well, and there's just been a few um, yeah slip ups the last sort of couple of weeks. But it's very very easy fix, and I feel like um, yeah going into the last round into finals, we'll just tighten a few screws up, and we'll be so fine.
0: I know. Yep. I trust the boys to be able to get it done. Have you boys lost any faith because the no. you were the you were the team to beat, and now I'm seeing a few cracks. So. Are you going to be able to deliver when the pressure goes up, Scott? That's the question because yeah, other teams absolutely. are playing better footy than you guys right now.
2: Yeah, and um, yeah, and that's our challenge is to get better defensively. Um, offensively, we're going. You know, we're doing a lot of things right. Yep. Um, you know, we're scoring really well once we go inside. So. I, it's like everyone, there's little challenges and ebbs and flows throughout the season and ours just are just coming at the moment and we've got to work through it as a group. And mm-hmm. As Bruzzy said, I'd, I'd be really concerned if we didn't defend well all year, but it's just sort of been the last month we've we've lost our way a little bit and now we can readdress because, as you said, we were the best defensive side, so it's not like we don't have the ability to get back to that. As our, as our coach said, you've got to qualify and you've got to qualify as high as you can on the ladder and at the moment we're, we've qualified and we're probably going to end up, I think we can end up, no lower than second mm-hmm. so we've qualified given ourselves yeah. that chance and you know the, the the challenge for us is not to look too far ahead to that first final it's to live in the moment and let's get it done i actually thought the game was a cracking game on friday night a yep. pretty off offensive game both sides scored pretty freely probably a good one to watch it was yep um, it wasn't the most bruising game of footy either <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty open and quick under the roof which is you know It's great when you play at Marvel because you get those perfect conditions and Mm. the ball moves pretty quickly. But, you know, for probably both sides, we know that we've got to tighten up defensively and Brisbane would probably be saying the same thing, that we scored too easily. So we've both got to address that. And, yeah, looking forward to, you know, Friday night
0: and putting our our best brand on the park. Need to, need to, that's for sure. Um, Before we wind up, Bruzzy. How's our uh, Scotty going? Had a very good game at the weekend. Yeah. Um, I know he's the great. I think he's the oldest player in the competition next year.
1: By far, isn't he? How, um, how old is he dip?
0: 35. 35. How's 35. he travelling, you yeah. reckon?
1: <laughs> he's flying. I can't believe some of the footies he's actually playing. Like, he, how long have you been in the system for now, Dip? 18. Uh, 18. 18 years. These what? boys keep me young. Yeah. It's pretty crazy to see someone go about it the way he does, like, on and off the field, he's, he just dominates. He's, he's one of the best leaders, if not the best leader that I've ever um, played with, and um, it's, yeah, it's a true honour to play with your dip. I, um, I've learnt a lot off here, and um, I can't wait to see what we can do
0: in the coming years and hopefully this year. Oh, oh look at that. I feel like grabbing a jump. Grab a jump, boys. Get in. <laughs> Let's get out there. I love it. Hey, um, before we finish, Scotty, so you, you, you predicted the future with the video review. Last week, you remember the Carlton Melbourne game and the controversy. I just said I would hate for this it. to
2: cost someone a final. It did, or something along those lines. Like, and yeah. I said also that the worst, the, what I hate in you know when like you lose a game but you played really well and they're like, oh, we didn't lose because of the VAR. Yeah. Quarters one and two weren't good enough. Hmm. It's like, well, guess what? Quarters three and four you dominate, and that's football. You don't dominate for a whole game. Yeah. Yeah, I feel incredibly sorry for Adelaide, Adelaide and. The hard thing is there's still going to be a minute 10 on the clock. Yep. So, you, you know, whatever it is, but it's like, so Sydney have a chance. And we've been in that situation before. A minute 10 is a long time, even if you're down, to get back in front. But, yeah, I didn't want to see this situation. And so from my understanding, it, it wasn't reviewed. That was the big mistake. Correct. So the goal umpire is within his right to make a call. Yep. He thought he hit the post, but it should be reviewed. Yes. Even, and Sydney smartly, I think, did the right thing. Play Grabbed on. the ball and go. Yeah. Like, don't sit there and, like, who kicks it and get it and go. So the game's just back in motion. But I have no qualms if they had to stop play, if that ball's on the wing and be like, nah, that was a goal. We're back to the centre bounce, reset the clock to whatever it is. Um, but, yeah, it's a monumental mistake. Thoughts?
1: Yeah, I saw yesterday that... Matthew Nix. Yeah, Matthew Nix, that's right. He actually came out last week after the Melbourne... Carlton game, and he actually said, I'd hate for that to happen to us. Yeah. No score review or whatever, and it turned yeah. on us. And then a week later, it actually happened to him and they lost the game. And um, oh, God, like be Financially, so how much would that cost you Adelaide? Would be
2: so
0: filthy. Yeah. So, so
2: if Adelaide win this week against West Coast yep. and they make a final, yep.
0: and then they win a final, like financially, that's like a huge sponsorships, yeah. membership, marketing, all of that. Daisy Thomas, Nathan Brown. Triple M on Sunday said that if that happened at Collingwood, they, uh, Eddie Maguire would have been, and George F. Brown would have been up at City Hall that's saying, awesome. we want a replay mean, yeah. or or something like that. Hard to take on the AFL and win that yeah. battle. But you did predict the future. You said this was going to cost someone a finals berth and next minute. Crows um, <laughs> go down and don't make <laughs> September. So you're all over it. Maybe they they got to tidy up the system. Maybe the, That's where the field umpire maybe has to say – no, that looks close. Well, I Let's think, go I and think check just com-
2: the composure. The, the big mistake is not reviewing it. Even yep. if Sydney and as I said like tactically, yep. like that was brilliant by them, get the ball in. If it's ever in doubt, just get it in and try and play on as quickly as you can if it's after a point because the game's yep. just back in motion. Yep. But maybe that's something to do like if it even if the, the game does go back in motion. Yep. And if that gets reviewed and it's a goal, yep. game just stops. You go back to the middle, you reset the clock to yep. what it was when the goal was kicked. That's just what it is. So, so it's sure just a
0: bad coming. mistake, was it? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> He'd be, he'd be Before we finish up, how's your shoulder, mate? I saw you a couple of weeks, a couple of months ago. You're yep. carrying a sore shoulder. You look very brave and courageous, continuing to play. And you must put a lot of effort into your body to play so f- so combative and physical throughout the week. And A lot yeah. must go into that. It does. On all the other days. But are you, are you okay? Are you still carrying something?
1: Yeah, no, I'm okay. I, um, I've i been getting to work sort of every main day in the morning. I'm doing extra gym sessions with a few of the other boys that have dodgy shoulders and... Um, yeah, just building the strength back up into it, and um, yeah, it, it is going fine. I did see the surgeon this morning, but got the all clear, which which would be good to um, stay away from mm. surgery in the off season because I had surgery on my left one last off season, and
0: um, yeah, I don't want
1: to I don't want <sighs> to do it again. I don't want to do it again. But um, so, is it yeah. the
0: same one or the other one? It's actually
1: the other one. Um, so I've got hypermobile shoulders, so um, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. But I've just got to stay on top of everything with with my exercises and strengthening around it. So, um, so yeah, that'd that be fine way
0: you could potentially avoid surgery at the end of the year, hopefully. yeah, Is that the hope? Hopefully. Yeah, that is the hope. I think I'll be right. I think Jezza Cameron is facing a similar situation um, this week. I think he's been carrying a shoulder thing. Brazzy, you've been fantastic. We are honest in saying, mate, I think every footy fan loves the way you play on the field because you give 100% all the time. You absolutely love your mates. And you've grown and um, matured and you've been on uh, an incredible journey, which is still 180 games in. You've still got a lot of footy left and we'll enjoy watching you play. Thanks so much for taking some time for the Drock and Journo podcast this Thanks, week. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. That was great. Thank you. Scotty, you've been fantastic as always. Thanks, Jay-Z. Thanks, Broz, for coming in, mate. Thanks for joining us on the Jock and Juno Show. We'll catch you next week.
1: Listener.